2: You have all styles of music.
3: Part of that's because they sample, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you get
2: from like jazz, you you get-
3: You can borrow from wherever. But he's a very evil, wicked guitar teacher, yo. Anybody who wants lessons, don't take them from cleft. My fingernails would grow too long, he would bite them off and spit them out and smack my hand. He's just very mean, but he's very talented, he's gifted. You know what, I never really adapted being a mega mega superstar like i was just lauren hill
4: my career changed and i didn't have to do anything i didn't want to do because that's when i got signed i was doing my own thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so whenever i got into a situation that i realized oh mm -mm," i was bye-bye would you really oh i've done that quickly i've done that to a few few artists oh i want to ask oh i'll say i'll say a name let her rip you were you ready i'm ready lauren hill What? What? Fuji's part two, let's go.
5: to Fraudsters, where we cover the scams you love and the fraudsters we hate. I'm your co-host, Sina Gaznavi, along with Ariel Leite and Justin Williams. What's up, fam? How you go? How we doing? How we doing? More Fuji. Oh, my goodness. Fuji-la!
6: So much Fuji. Too much Fuji. Too much refugee.
7: <laughs> this is Donald Trump. Too much refugee. Yeah, <laughs> Too much refugee. Do, you can't say that. <laughs> oh,
5: uh, we've got a lot. Uh, stuff we talked about yclef a lot what I love about this next bit is that you know we're building on yclef if I were president uh, and going into some more stuff about Lauren Hill and of course the other guy Pros um, <laughs> but <laughs> who I still love so much I you know
6: he does have an interesting arc that we'll get to eventually but
5: he has the most comedic arc out of anyone yes. that's for sure
6: this is, yes um, that's true. That is, well, I don't know. Wyclef's arc is pretty, uh, pretty interesting.
7: Myself for a concert. You know, I hope
5: when my son grows up and he like runs for office and in like his high school, I hope he writes a song. I hope he just does a cover of this. He should. he's like, if I were president, (laughs) assassinated on set, people like, what?
6: No, it could be Eve it what? could be a cute one. Like I, I got you fruit snacks on Monday. Mm-hmm. Recess on Thursday.
5: Free Pepsi on Thursday. <laughs> yeah.
7: All right. If I were class president, <laughs> recess every day.
6: I like that he has an undiscernible accent.
5: Play outside. Every, Every day. day. Play, play
6: outside. outside. What is, what is, Every outside. day.
5: That's Every day. shit. Play outside. Song of the summer. All right. Ariel, take us away. Tell us about Lauren Hill. <sighs> Guys, grab your hearts because we're gonna play them like Yclef plays the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: so last episode we talked about the rise and near immediate fall of the Fuji's, and we also detailed the transgressions of our good friend Yclef Clef Jean. So first up, we're going to be talking about Lauren Hill. You're basically the Beyonce of the Fujis, You're Diana Ross. You know, okay. The Fujis were one of the most celebrated and least prolific hip hop groups of all time. <laughs> but Lauren Hill was actually the single most celebrated and by far least prolific member of the group. <laughs> Her talent was evident and celebrated as early as middle school when she performed the Star Spangled Banner before a basketball game. So, people flipped out, and a recording of her version was subsequently played before future basketball games. They couldn't even get her back to do it live, like, honestly. She was already missing work as early as middle school, you guys.
5: <laughs> good for her. Good for her.
6: I know. <laughs> I actually do love that for her. Um, the Fujis was not Lauryn Hill's first brush with fame. You know, who knows? If the Fujis had never jumped off, she might have had a shot to make good as a career as an actor. She first acted professionally in an off-Broadway hip-hop version of Twelfth Night called Club 12. (laughs) I I really like the name of that. 12 is in Roman numerals, by the way. Wycliffe had already been cast in the production due to his ability to rap in half a dozen languages. Some say they're made up. The play got a lot of heat and Hollywood interest from Quincy Jones, who tried to option the rights for a movie. It never made it to Broadway and the movie never happened, but the show got her an agent and the next year came one hell of a break. My favorite movie in yours, 1992, she won a lead role in Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, one of the best Sister Act movies ever made, and maybe, dare I say, one of the best movies ever made, because I even saw it, okay? And I don't watch movies.
7: (laughs) Then we're going to name it Sister. Sisters with a Z.
5: Uh, let's we got a little clip here of Lauren Hill from that movie. If I'm sure, there's people that are listening that have never seen Sister Act. That's impossible. A lot of,
6: okay, it was on no, uh, WB Eleven you. every single Sunday. You can't ignore this movie.
7: <laughs> All right, yeah, it's a huge Here's hit. A, whoopi, whoopi Goldberg, huge. Uh, huge, huge every day. People forget how big a star. Uh, it's so weird that Whoopi Goldberg just like this person that gets to like. She just always apologizes for saying something. Crazy. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, but she's a superstar.
7: He likes you, Whoopi.
6: Yeah. There we go.
7: You know the most unrealistic part of Sister Act is, is like this jamming Catholic church where people are smiling <laughs> during a. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
6: true.
7: <laughs> it's never. I never used to happen. be
6: straight napping in church.
7: <laughs> they would have her out of there with all that. <laughs>
6: they would be s- like
7: smiling and noise.
6: <laughs> only solemn people allowed.
7: Yeah.
5: Give the Lord reverence.
7: Take, take it to the Baptist church across the street. Maybe. Yeah. A hundred percent.
6: Oh, man. She was good. I did not even know. I don't remember her dancing, but she was a dance. I mean, come on. She was doing all the things.
7: A dancing fool.
6: A dancing fool, some would say. The <laughs> movie was released in 1993, uh, way before I was born. And Lauren Ouch. Hill won <laughs> <one> <laughs> praise yes. from the man you most wanted praise from, Roger Ebert, he called her, and I quote, the girl with the big, joyful voice, even though he felt her talent had been wasted in the film. And she also appeared that year in a forgotten Steven Soderbergh film called King of the Hill, which is notable, at least, for casting of its many future stars, including Adrian Brody and Catherine Heigl, Jesse Bradford. I've never heard of this movie, but... And I've also never heard of any of those white people either, so...
7: You've <laughs> never heard of Adrian Brody? You've
6: <laughs> never heard of
5: Adrian Brody? <laughs> which what one is he? Really? What does he do? What was he? Uh, in? he got, is the Italian guy with a giant nose?
8: <laughs> was he? Did we see that movie, The Pianist? Yeah. Yes.
6: Okay, I know that person.
5: Yeah.
6: <laughs> I was right that he was white, though.
5: He
7: plays the piano, though, <laughs> so it's <laughs> different. <laughs> uh, could you imagine Roger Ebert saying, "Like you've never been in a movie before, and no one knows who you are; <laughs> that your talent is wasted in a <laughs> smash hit Whoopi Goldberg at the top of her yeah. career." uh sequel you know that's
6: yeah that is <laughs> like, a wild a compliment
7: <laughs> yeah there's there, of course she had a she has a ego like like yeah that's just true. like the yeah the most famous film critic in the world saying man whoopi true. goldberg why are you why are you not the star of this movie at the height of whoopi goldberg's career
6: you might have tapped into something like perhaps this is where it began and then she just continued to have this inflated sense <laughs> of self
5: but we'll of get course, there it all blew up too too quickly it, yeah
6: Peaked in high school, literally. In 1996, the year the score was released, Hill was 21 years old, and she rolled at Columbia and was still living at home. At the end of 96, she became pregnant. Her actions in the wake of her pregnancy news are grounds for our first alleged fraud. Okay, I say dun, alleged, dun, dun, dun. right, alleged, you know, allegedly. Rumors have swirled around in an affair between Lauren Hill and fellow Fuji Wycliffe John. Wyclef was married in 95. Wyclef and his wife are still together despite a number of infidelity rumors on Wyclef's part. I just a couple of a little sprinkle of infidelity rumors, <laughs> uh, you know. That comes with being president or nearly president, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you may remember a $100,000 payment to his mistress during the Yele scandal. Lauren Hill became pregnant in the late 2006 and according to people close to them at the time, again, this is a legend, Hill led Wyclef to believe he was the baby's father in an effort to get him to leave his wife for her. And who amongst us hasn't done that, okay? The baby was later revealed to belong to Bob Marley's son, Rohan Marley. One way or another, the baby's father was gonna be someone making their living off of Bob Marley's music, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Rohan would go on to father four more of Hill's children, despite them never getting married and living apart for most of their time together. The relationship ended formally in 2009.
5: So they have a documentary done that was also shot in 1996 and came out alongside of the album just a little bit afterwards. Uh, this first clip is a little bit on the origins of the band. Let's play that.
3: real story is, you know what I'm saying, he was like the big man, you know what I'm saying, in the high school. He wanted to put two cute girls in a group behind him, you know what I'm saying, so he could look like the man, the player of the high school. So it was me and this other girl named Marcy and you know we used to sing background and he used to rap you know basically boost up his ego you know and uh then one day Wyclef comes to the studio to meet the girls and he comes and starts showing off on the mic can i get a beat man
7: (laughs) Ashley simpson snl dance
8: One day, White Clef came to the studio, he was vibing, he dropped some vocals, and then guess, the rest is history.
2: I had on my Bobby Brown suit, you know, with my um, <laughs> my, um, my boots. What kind of boots yeah, were those?
3: leather boots.
2: I had my patent leather boots, you know.
3: With a yacht hat.
2: The Melly Mel days. I was across between Melly Mel and Jimmy Clef. And I was like, yo, prize, come here. I said, yo, who that girl in the booth singing? He was like, yo, man, you can't talk to her, man. She's too young for you. Not only that, you know, her brother, he trusts me. <laughs> Where's Born, Clef? I know you, man. I said, nah, I'm chilling, man. So um then I went in the booth and I was like, two girls, I'm about is not to even blow up Just his looking
7: away, <laughs> shaking do his head. Do best so then off. I had sex with her for several years. <laughs> It's so damn bad. this is
6: how everything starts this is just a yeah. quest of a man trying to get pussy this is as, it, yeah. as it's always been yeah from god. the dawn of time and this we started a band because i wanted to fuck that girl that was singing in the booth
5: oh my god
6: it's crazy out here
5: all right so there's a there's an interview because obviously I, we wanted to figure out what was happening here with wyclef and lauren hill and as Wyclef got older, he just started talking about, you know, the situation.
6: Alleged situation.
5: The alleged entanglement.
6: Yes.
7: Uh, this is from Vlad TV, an interview. Oh, no,
6: a Vlad TV interview.
7: This won't get ignorant. <laughs> well, you and Lauren Hill started to have a romantic relationship.
2: Yes, at a very young age. Once again, 20 something years ago. Yeah. Um, Lauren Hill gets pregnant, just like in my book, Purpose. Yeah, yeah. and I guess just at one like point, my... <laughs> it's Harry Potter. You didn't it just know, it is. either you didn't know or she didn't know whether her first child was yours or or Rohan Marley's. Yeah, I mentioned it all in the book. Yeah, By my it's book, funny because when I met and I mentioned the pregnancy thing, he said he had no idea. He talked about
0: how him and Lauren Hill kind of had like a there's like a love triangle. It was him, his wife, Lauren Hill. bro.
8: Mm-hmm and he mentioned that Lauren Hill got pregnant. Early. Okay. Did you know about all this happening? Man, I was counting my money, man, to be honest with you. I mean, I know there was riff, going around, <laughs> but I was focused, man. I was focused on trying to get this money.
7: for, us, for us doesn't have a
8: checking account.
7: He's
6: just going to <laughs> He was literally counting this. dollar bills and putting He's them on the rolling
5: quarters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> he was busy.
7: <laughs> that's yeah. the greatest, don't, uh, like, but that's a good friend, though. Like, yeah. that's, that is the greatest stop snitching response yeah. in the world. Like, that's I don't know a- nothing about that. Knowing damn well, <laughs> anytime you're in a band with two other people, you know two of them are sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we
5: all record remotely. Incredible. On this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Justin and I would be making That's love.
7: That's true. And I wouldn't know who the father was.
6: I would say, I'd either Cena's
7: or possibly Rohan Marley's. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
6: Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Betty's.com. That's B E D D Y
5: S.com.
1: This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo. And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians, as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Uh, he kept saying his book, Purpose. And, yeah, you know, folks, you know what we do here. So I went and got the book and I looked through and I found the section where Wyclef talks about uh, the entanglement with Lauren Hill and his wife, Claudinette. And we actually were able to get the audio version of Wyclef Jean reading uh this section of the book. So, uh Noreen, if you could just play uh the audio of that. Uh let's let's go ahead and and, and listen.
7: Let me give you an example of how intense this situation was. Wait, you, you- Wait a
5: minute. You cannot. You can't.
7: We're gonna wait, be here you can't sound like you're from the
6: bayou, Justin. <laughs>
7: yeah, what is this? I'll also bring Beesy Arise from Cloudy <laughs> Make me some hush puppies. <laughs> you know how I <laughs> like it. I just came back from New Orleans.
6: <laughs>
7: Let me give you an example of how intense this situation was. I knew that Lauren and I were like fire and gasoline. I'm being real. When I decided to marry Claude Nett, I made a life choice because she was the right woman for the life I wanted. A safe one. But at the same time, I knew our, that our getting married wouldn't mean the end of Lauren and me. And that would be like asking the sun to shine only between the hours of noon and 5 p.m. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? What I thought would happen was that Lauren and I would continue to be together on the road as part of what we did together musically until she fell in love with someone else and got married. That would be the only ouch. Once we were both married, this affair would come to a natural end and we'd just be friends.
5: Wait, can we pause there for a second? He's saying here that his plan, his intentional plan, was to continue an affair with Lauren Hill, quote, musically, what we know that means sexually as well. And then hopefully she would just
7: find someone else. Big shout out to Claude you come off really well in this. <laughs> yeah.
6: Holding him down while he has a side piece, essentially, is what's happening here. Is what
7: I'm, I'm gathering. A, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. I can't stop. Come on. And I'm not going <laughs> to stop unless Lauren gets married and the man then becomes a threat to my safety. Yeah. <laughs> I Hold like Claudette because she be at the house.
6: where i need her to be
7: yeah that is the most redeeming characteristic i have to say publicly about my wife she was
6: a safe choice for my life is the first thing and only thing he says about claudinette romance is not dead people your man will write about you in his book i didn't say how he was going to write about you but he will write about you in his book and that's so romantic and i think that's beautiful
7: In my memoir, I'm going to write about my wife. I'm going to go, hey, listen, I may not have got a 10, but i got five twos
1: plenty of
6: times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I hate it.
7: Her marriage and pregnancy is what put an end to what we had. So I suppose I was right. Unfortunately, the friendship part didn't come along the way I pictured it would. But long before that, everything came to surface which I didn't count on at all. Claudinette knew that there was something going on aside from our musical relationship and she'd call me out on that. She told me she wanted to talk to Lauren face-to-face, not just one-to-one, she wanted me right there beside her because according to her, that was the only way she'd be able to understand what was really going on between us. So one night when Claude and I were at home and this topic came up, she made me call Lauren and ask her to drive over to the house. It was more like Claude had hijacked me. The whole time I was on the phone with Lauren, Claude was hitting me over the head with the phone nonstop.
5: <laughs> yes, Claude and <Annette>. that
7: <laughs> She Let's needed this go. to happen before any more time went by. She was over this shit and she was going to figure out what the hell was going on. Lauren drove over in her car, and Claudinette and I came downstairs. Claudinette jumped in shotgun right next to Lauren, and I got in the back seat thinking I would never get out of there alive. Gig was up. Man, I started sweating. I didn't know it was summer. I have no idea. I don't even think Lauren's car was heated, but I was sweating like I had malaria. I could not deal with this situation.
6: (laughs) I like that he's writing it as like, Can you believe Claudinette did that? What?
3: Why would she do this to me? Why was she hijacking me? I'm just an innocent
6: bystander in all of this. She got pregnant by osmosis. How was I to know?
7: <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it's also too, it's just like this guy doesn't even have the good sense enough to not get into a car with two mad Caribbean women. <laughs> It's like, what do you do?
5: It reads like the transcripts of a podcast he recorded at the barbershop. It does. (laughs) They just put it in the book because only those men would agree with him.
6: They'd be like, "Yeah, that's crazy, dog."
5: They're like, "Yeah, I've had malaria. You
8: sweat a
7: lot. (laughs) Yeah, of course you got phone
8: beat.
5: The whole thing was a setup. Like,
8: I want her
7: and you." In a vehicle that you can't escape because it's moving. It's like you are going to get beat while, dri- while she drives.
6: Incredible.
7: Oh yeah. There's only there's only one worse setting for this meeting, and it'd be like I want you and Lauren Hill at a in a steel cage at SummerSlam. <laughs> 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 nothing's just nothing's going to happen. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> we are just gonna talk. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a death fever leaking out of me from head to toe. All I want to know is one thing, Claudinette said. (laughs) What is going on between the two of you? We're making music together, Lauren said. That's what we do. It's intimate. It is, I said. We have our own language. I could feel the sweat spilling over my brow and down my armpits. I want to know what is going on besides the music, Claude said. (laughs) Is there anything else going on between the two of you? Silence probably didn't last long, but in my mind, it took ages and ages. No one was saying anything. I couldn't take it. I am in love with Lauren, Claudinette, I said. I am in love with her. Claudinette got out of the car and slammed the door as hard as she could. Lauren turned the engine over and pulled away, driving down the street. I was still in the back seat, losing my goddamn mind. I had spoken from the heart, but I didn't know what I was saying. I was feeling I loved them both, and I had no idea beyond that. Uh, Lauren pulled to a stop.
6: Wait, I, I see. Get out, she said. I see what he was hoping for here. Yeah, he's like, "What if I have a sister wife situation? Would you guys yeah. still
5: fuck with me, please?" It's about the music. It's about the music. I love them
7: both. We have both. our own language.
6: We have our own language. You, why are you walking away? Why are you leaving? We could all love each other. <laughs> why?
7: I I told my wife uh, that, too, that, you know, there are just certain people I have my own language with, and it's very intimate. So it's not sex, per se. It's a form of communication where I actually lay on top of certain people uh, as a way to communicate. That's
3: fair.
7: And I'm like, you need to understand, as an artist, we have this special thing. It's a
6: whole different thing.
7: Yeah, my my wife's like, what is Maria Bamford doing in our house? I'm like, well, (laughs) we have a form of communication. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay what go home she said now get out of the car and go home Clef I don't know what if that's what I wanted to do but that's what I did Lauren sped off and I didn't look back as she did I had one thing in mind I ran back to Claude <laughs> back to our house I got upstairs but she was not willing to have anything to do with me I didn't care I started talking at her, just like a babbling idiot, but all that I said in that moment came from the heart. I meant all of it. I didn't want to lose her. No way. I knew that. Yet I also loved Lauren. I knew that too. But I knew that I'd be nothing without Claudinette. It was as if Claudinette was my foundation, my rock, and Lauren was my dream. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The worst. He published this. At the end of the day, only the foundation exists. Only the rock can hold your weight. So it's just very funny. This is like, again, this is like Wyclef thinking that this is like romantic or flattering or sweet in some way where he's basically calling Claudinette his like bottom last option.
6: Well, no, she's not the last option. She's just the safe option always every time. And and she's going to stick around for the bullshit. Whereas Lauren... She actually, she told him to get out of the car. What if she didn't tell him to get out of the car?
7: I'd also missing in the subtext of that story. It sounds like Lauren Hill just stole the car. Yeah. Like that was not her car. <laughs>
6: it wasn't her car.
7: <laughs> yeah. And somehow she ends up with the car.
6: Just I thought like, that no, I thought it was, her, no, it was her car. car. It was she her car. She drove over. What are you talking about? Oh,
7: okay. I thought it was Claudinette.
6: And Claudinette got so. into
5: the uh, passenger <laughs> side. <laughs> you thought she came over, got in Claudinette's and car, and drove it? And, and <laughs> drove
7: then Claudinette by. gets out, and then Lauren <laughs> Hill kicks Wyclef out and just drives it away. The, That'd be a funnier story. <laughs> uh,
5: I, You know, I, I can only imagine what Claudinette must have been thinking through this. And then a few years later, <laughs> he's like, baby, I'm going to run for president. Not a few years later, but sometimes she's like, can you just chill? She's always just just like, okay, Wyclef,
7: do what you got to do. I don't
5: care. I hope she had something on the side for all, you know, I know it's fucked up.
7: There are so many artful ways. Like there are celebrities that have obviously engaged in infidelity, especially male celebrities. And there's just such a classier way of doing what he's trying to do here. Like it's always, you can always tell him a guy who's like, listen, I want to give a tribute to my wife of 17 years. I know I haven't been an easy person to get with, and I want to thank you for sticking with me. That means I have messed up a lot, and I've gotten caught. I in have
6: sinned. <laughs>
7: yeah. I <laughs> have it, sinned. But it's, yeah, but it doesn't like outwardly, like this like, this is like humiliating for Claudette. It's not even coded. Like, it's just like. It, she might have not even know. read
6: it, to be honest. She's like, all right, you can write your little book. Go ahead. I don't care. It's not even well
5: written.
7: It's awesome being a
5: guy.
6: Yeah. Dudes rock. Dudes rock.
5: Dudes rock. Dudes rock. Uh, Here's Lauren on why Clef teaching her the guitar.
3: A long time when I was much younger, Clef tried to teach me. But he's a very evil, wicked guitar teacher, yo. Anybody who wants lessons, don't take them from Clef. cleft. My fingernails would grow too long. He would bite them off and spit them out what? and smack my hand. He's just very mean, but he's very talented. He's gifted. So now I'm taking a slow route and I'm trying to learn by myself. What? And pick. But if it wasn't for my singing, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for the fact that I sing with it, then I probably wouldn't be any good because I can't really play. I just write songs. And I have about 300 songs with the exact same chords.
6: No, that's going to be a no for me, dog. So that's a hard no. This is glimmers of, uh, glimmers of grooming, glimmers of abuse from him already early, but we didn't pick up on it. But like, if they said she was too young, I wonder how how old she was. I don't know how old was too young at that time.
5: Yeah. I think they were like high school age, right? Yeah. So
6: what was she like a freshman or something? And he was a senior. That's. Not great. Ooh. Uh, uh, too young. Too young. And yeah. Too young. And he was already peeping, like, okay, I wanna how can I get closer to this girl? I'll put her in my band. Damn. And bite her fingernails off. <laughs> this man is diabolical from the beginning. He was never nice. Is what you we're only, learning.
7: You know though, you know, only thing a fifteen year old can do for me is show me where her mama lives at. <laughs> <laughs> where your mama at?
6: the controversy and heartbreak coupled with new motherhood took a toll on miss lauren hill and when she got pregnant again in 98 she admitted that being a young mother of two is not an easy situation at all you really have to pray and be honest with yourself also in 98 she released her solo album its popularity with critics and fans cannot be overstated Still to this day, I love this album. The miseducation of Lauryn Hill garnered the most Grammys ever given to a female artist on the same night. Worldwide sales of the album have passed 20 million, making it even bigger than
7: the score. And just for context, when you look at the 20 million club, it's like foundational civilization albums. It's like Eagles Hotel California. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, it's like, it's like what aliens will know. It's like, please hammer, don't hurt them, maybe, or something like that. It's like, what, what, what is the biggest thing you was ever at that moment? That's what like the 20 million club is. Yeah. Anything over 10 million is bonkers. It's crazy.
6: But like anyone who gets too successful too quickly and too young, and is a woman, Lauren Hill was not immune to nasty criticism. It was the 90s, and she took a lot of heat for being a poor role model. Being unwed with two kids, the media did not treat her fairly or kindly. Okay? This revelation would be celebrated today, but we weren't there yet 25 years ago. Also, as often a success came a lawsuit. A group of musicians known as New Ark sued Lauren Hill and her management and record label. The lawsuit claimed the album used their songs and production talents, but failed to credit them for their contributions, including a claim that they were the primary songwriters on two of the tracks. Damn. New requested partial writing credit on most of the songs of the album, as well as payment for that credit. She settled out of court, paying New Ark a reported $5 million a friend of Lauren Hill would later claim that this lawsuit was the beginning of a chain effect that would turn everything a little bit crazy. But Lauren Hill, end of the day, she was at the absolute top. She was poised to parlay her current success into her other dream of being an actress. But Hill was easily spooked and lost project after project, reportedly turning down starring roles in A Star is Born, which later got made with Lady Gaga, Dream Girls, which was the Beyonce part, Famous part, Born Identity, The Mexican, and The Matrix sequels. God, just leaving money on the table.
5: This is so much. These are hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. This is I
6: crazy. wonder what exactly it was. Was it that she felt the script was too demonic? Did she feel like she just didn't want to deal with people that day and just didn't show up? Like what?
7: No. It, well, the The Matrix, it's like, hey, you need to undergo like four months of martial arts training and yeah, it's, mm. it's, like, it's like really, you have to really want to be an actor to be in a movie like that kind of stuff. I guess so. But you know, something to be noted like the fact
5: that she wasn't in a Stars Born and then it took them like, I don't know, another decade plus, 15 years for them to make I mean, she a Stars Born Like they didn't find anyone else Girls. until Dream Lady Gaga. Girls. She would have been so good in Dream Girls. Yeah. So good.
6: Damn. Well, soon after the lawsuit ended, she dropped out of the public eye. <laughs>
5: Wait, but by the way, it's like Beyonce did, uh, what's the Austin movie Powers? Myers? Austin Gold Powers. Gold member. She did. It's like, that's what, that. this is how that, that's the track. You do Austin Powers, you get
7: Drake. I don't and know which came first. Easy check.
5: That was a, check was collected. Easy check. And
6: either way, Lauren Hill could have done a, a crazy good job. Beyonce, as an actress, uh, leaves something to be desired. The beehive's going to come after me for that one. Okay, mm. so, <laughs> soon after the lawsuit ended, she dropped out of the public eye entirely, returning for a short while to record her vaunted unplug album. Columbia spent $2.5 million on production fees recording Hill's follow-up solo album that never even saw the light of day. Hill also shut down a charity of her own that she had started, citing the fact that smiling and handing over big checks that don't come from a place of passion just doesn't really work for her. She equated it to slavery. Mm-hmm.
7: She, well, that th- seems like a... That's... A, a, that's r- that <laughs> you're, a, you're a millionaire. Yeah, run, running a charity is the same as <laughs> being a chattel slave, I think is kind of a stretch. Oh, boy.
5: Yeah. And
6: she started publicly lashing out at the Catholic Church for their long history of sexual molestation and subsequent cover-up that still exists to this day. So she wasn't wrong there. Yeah. But everything else... Uh, yeah. But at the time, we didn't talk like that, though. There was no Twitter. So you just, if you Rich. spoke out against things, you seemed crazy.
7: Yeah. Remember Sinead O'Connor when she spoke yes. out against Yes. I was just yeah. going to say. She paid like a yeah. terrible public price for it.
6: Or like even Dixie Chicks talking about the president. Like now that's regular everyday shit. But back then we didn't do that. People get canceled. For real. Hill was never able to regain the heights or momentum of her old career. We can speculate all we want about motivations and possible mental illness, but it's just speculation at this point. It's lonely at the top and self-righteousness is a hell of a drug. I'll tell
5: you what. So I think we also talked about like how Lauren Hill um, was late to a lot of shows. She didn't really treat her bands very well. She's just, it's like problematic. Right. Um, But This guy, Robert Glasper, is a huge artist. And he's talking about Lauryn Hill on this show, which I found to be very interesting. I love like a first-person account from another artist.
4: That's when my career changed and I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. Because that's when I got signed and I was doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So whenever I got into a situation that I realized, oh, mm mm-mm, I was, bye-bye. Would you really? Oh, I've done that quickly. I've done that to a few few artists. Oh, I want to ask. Oh, I'll say I'll say a name. Let her rip. You, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Lauren Hill. What? what? Why you do Lauren Hill like? No, no. no. Why she do me like that? I mean, if you ask any musician, it's yeah. it, uh, most people wouldn't know unless you know musician that's played for. Them. Mm-hmm. But I did this. I did a uh, a, um, a show with Lauren. This is t- 2008, I guess. Mm-hmm from Mont Blanc Jury Corporation, Mm. right? Mm. She's getting half a million dollars for this show. It's a 20 minute show. (laughs) My friend was the MD. He said, Rob, we're doing a show in LA. You wanna do this show? Mind you, two years prior, she had been calling me, trying to get me to come to her house to audition. I'm already a signed artist. I'm traveling the world doing my own thing. I don't do auditions. So I was like, sorry, I don't do auditions. If you want me, you can Listen to my album. I no. <laughs> like you. You can do like that. But I'm not auditioning. I don't I not audition. Now Rob, that could have came across a little <laughs> No, but this is what she was calling me talking about play for me over the phone. What? I'm not No. are not doing that. Yeah. Can you play with a the phone then? Blah 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 blah. Like I'm like, no, but I do have albums out. Number one Jazz albums on the on the charts. If you like, you can check those out. And then you can, you know what I mean? But I'm not I don't I'm not auditioning. That's just, I'm not. So, so then, my boy's like, "Yo, Lauren has a show in, the, in New York. Do you want to you want to play?" I'm like, "All right, what's the deal?" He's like, "Rehearsing for one week for a 20 minute show." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." So we rehearse a whole week, like 10 hours a day. Every day she comes in and changes the show, changes what she wants to do completely. Completely. We're like, "Okay, so you know." Anyway, the last rehearsal. She doesn't show up, her manager shows up and says, Lauren's not really feeling the way you guys have been learning the music, so we're gonna cut your pay in half. The last rehearsal, wow. the day before the show. We're gonna cut your pay in half. Yeah. First of all, we won't get paid that much anyway, <laughs> but understand she's getting half a million dollars. Yeah. So seriously, you're gonna take these five musicians and cut their pay in half? Okay, do you feel like y'all were messing up though? Not at all, It's a super band, not at all. We weren't. i see seen Robert Glass No, one. but I, I, that's a fair question. It, 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 I mean, I mean you, know, you know. We weren't. No, but she has a thing of she likes to fire bands. I can name you. I can rattle off 15 guys off the top of my head. She will go on tour with a band. And in the city that they're doing a show, she'll hold auditions for her band. Wait a minute. Who does that? <laughs> Say that again now? She'll go on tour. Yeah. This happened to one of my boys, a few of my boys. But this one particular, they flew to Japan to do shows in Japan while she's in Japan, she's holding auditions in the hotel in the ballroom for her band. Damn, that's gangster right. That's yeah. super gangster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a gangster, Dang. man. Super gangster, and nothing's yeah. wrong. Like not, the bands are good. She gets the best musicians, the bands are always good. She just has a thing. I don't know what it is, but there's a thing.
7: It's about making other people feel bad it's 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 exercising power over other talented it's like the whole exercise is to humiliate other people who are artistically talented it's like it's like classic way that like sociopathic people like exercise power just for their own you know for their own kind of enjoyment. It doesn't serve any real purpose. Like the real purpose would be putting together a coherent band, paying them well, and having the best live show in the world. Like, it's like, if you're Jimmy Fallon, you pay the roots because you have now the best house band on television. You take care of them, everybody's happy, right? But with this, it's always about humiliating people all around and making making everyone feel smaller than you.
1: This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts.
6: The fraud we're here to discuss is one that everyone fantasizes about. Mm -hmm. Tax fraud. Ooh, Ooh. Who doesn't have a fantasy of telling the IRS to go fuck themselves and just hole up in your house waiting for royalty checks to just trickle in? (laughs) Oh, you only dream about it. And Lauren Hill had the stones to give it a go. Hill failed to report over $2.3 million in income by intentionally failing to file tax returns for five years. Years. (laughs) (laughs) And these were not just normal years. These were the years after she recorded two of the most popular albums of all time. This was a decade after those albums hit the charts, but the checks were still large, okay? And Hill pleaded guilty to charges relating to the failure to pay her taxes from 2005 to 2007 and acknowledged that she hadn't paid for 2008 or 2009
5: either. Remember when Wesley Snipes? Did the whole "I'm a sovereign citizen"? I don't recognize the ability of the government to tax me. Yeah, he went to prison and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think? Do you have more respect for the stance he took there, or just Lauren Hill just like not doing it? Neither. Neither. I
6: think Lauren Hill not doing it is better for me.
5: Yeah. No
6: excuses. Just like
5: yeah, I didn't pay. I didn't. I (laughs) I didn't pay till
6: 2008. What do you want?
5: Yeah, there's something, I don't know, there's something I like about Wesley Snipes, though, really taking a, a stand on some sort of, like, distorted reality of principles <laughs> that he has. <laughs> some sort of strange sense. That's, Why don't you— That's all yeah. men, Cena. That's, like, all men. Just
6: like, yeah, well, uh, I mean, it just it just happened that way because I'm a sovereign citizen. That's all. Why can't brother, you baby? let
5: me just speak? Yes. All I want to do is say what, whatever words that God <laughs> let me say. Justin, yes. why don't you think why don't you why don't you like either?
7: Uh pay your taxes. I gotta pay my taxes. So I don't want to hear you not filing them because you think you can get away with that. And then also I don't want to hear a sovereign citizen thing, because <laughs> I knew a guy that tried to be a sovereign citizen and not pay child support. So he said he wouldn't respond to his government name. In the court, he said, that's, I don't recognize that name because that's the government name. He goes, mm-hmm. I, My name is Ufulama something, you know. And uh, yeah. the judge at Texas told him, Well, pick who you want to be because that, that <laughs> dude's going to jail over there. <laughs>
6: no. Oh, boy. Hill was sentenced to three months in prison and three months of home confinement as well as a year of supervised release and ordered to pay a $60,000 fine in addition to her restitution to the IRS. So that means she had to pay back every single penny that she had failed to pay by not filing her taxes. She didn't just end up in any normal prison, though. She ended up in the Hamptons of prisons, darling. The same one Leona Hemsley and Theresa Guedes spent time in. And the place where currently Ghislaine Maxwell resides, and if you still can't picture it, it's the prison that Piper Kerman wrote about in her memoir "Orange Is the New Black." Yo,
7: um, Epstein killed himself. No, he did <laughs> we, not.
6: We, we can't do that on what? this episode. We'll do it another
7: time.
3: You can't. <laughs> just what are we doing?
7: Grenades in the middle of the episode mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. talked about Ghislaine. <laughs> So we should be able to talk about Epstein.
6: Not now. We talk. We didn't even really talk about her. We just name dropped her because of the prison.
5: She knows what's going on. Okay. Yo, Justin, what's that red dot on your head? Oh my god! Oh, the, Ariel, there's a red dot on your head too. I uh, didn't say bah, anything. This it can't be on me. <laughs> this is not on me.
6: <laughs> I didn't do this at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't you put that on me
7: <laughs> we're all responsible oh my i want to go to a nice prison but just be a gangster in it like become yeah. like you know just like take everybody's snacks like jillane give me them snacks <laughs> those welches fruit snacks give them to me
6: then stop paying your taxes easy
7: yeah you too i don't think i think like not rich people that don't pay their taxes don't get to go to this jail like That's there's true. rich jail and poor jail yeah I think they send. I think they would send me to like twenty three hour lockdown, like Leavenworth, or something. (laughs) For like for owing like eighty dollars in taxes, that's
6: probably right.
5: I mean, again, we go back to the idea of like it would have just been so much easier on her life if she just had like TurboTax pay her taxes.
6: Yes, it (laughs) would have.
5: This is not a plug for TurboTax, although if they do want to sponsor the show. Happy to do it. You don't like TurboTax? No,
6: I use it, and I'm like, each year I have to pay more and more. What is going on here? I I don't get money back. Yeah, TurboTax, if you end up sponsoring us, I'd like to, to get it for free. Thank you.
7: No, it's usually good when you're paying more tax. Well, I mean, it could just be like living in New Jersey, but yeah, it it's also means you're making more money. You're like, yeah, I'm paying a lot of taxes now. It's like, well, you don't work at like McDonald's anymore. Yeah,
6: I guess like, that's true.
7: Like when you're like 16, yeah, <laughs> yeah 16, they just give you money back. They're just like,
6: here's $50. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: will give you your filing <laughs> fee back.
6: <laughs> oh. After prison, Hill still had three months of having to wear an ankle bracelet and not leave her home.
5: That's like exactly what she was doing before she went to prison.
6: Right. She doesn't leave home unless the vibes are good. We have some clips. Oh, boy.
5: This first one is from the Fugees when they were in Haiti doing a concert. Um, it's pretty wild. I mean, this is peak Fugees here, 90, 1997.
2: Yo, what's up, MTV? Uh, we want to thank y'all for the best group. Uh, I'm clef El uh. Boogie up in here.
5: And
8: I'm
2: prize. And we live in Haiti. Haiti, nice hey, Yes,
3: yes,
4: y'all, yes, and it don't stop. Rock, 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 rock,
2: Lauren, let me ask you about the what this concert can achieve because obviously it's just the first step in what's got to be a, an ongoing process. But I mean, is this about is this about assistance to the young people there, or is it about also about the the image of
3: Haiti sort of around the world? Um, initially, it started off as one of my partner's dreams, you know. Wyclef always wanted to make this homecoming concert a really major event. And so, um, Prize and I, you know, we had to support that.
2: It's taken a long time to put together, but you must be looking forward to it. Yeah, I just feel like it's part of my mission because I'm really, I was born there, you know? I I used to be one of them little kids naked, running around in the Mm sand, playing around. So it's kind of cool, so I feel when they see me and they see what I've accomplished, they're gonna be like, yo, we could do it too. What we kind of reaction are you expecting when day? we get there today? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know, it, I heard that they've really put the word out that you guys are coming in.
3: up is like the prince, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's like Prince Charles. Yeah. You know? oh, look at the way loyalty. she looked at him so yeah, did. Yeah. You know, when he comes through, I mean, you're gonna see the red carpet, people are gonna be throwing things at him. And, you know.
5: Wait a minute. Pause it there oh my god that just that hit me in the chest she looked at him so lovingly yeah warmly you could just see the love the love yeah her eyes because like, white
7: is an impressive guy in 1997 and, yeah. and he's, he is. and he's still kind of the star and he's like the older one too you know what i mean and he he's has not yet
6: her. like played her yeah at that heart yeah. yet
7: well and she has a gotten to, like, legendary status. It's like, well, you know, it's just like any other group dynamic, where the power dynamics in a group switch. It's funny, but, yeah, like, seeing her, like, it's like, why Clef's the man on this? You know yep. what I
5: mean? <sighs> Shout
7: out to John Norris, by the
5: way. Yeah. Uh, he was on Sirius XM with us a couple times. He yeah.
6: was. Uh,
5: yeah, nice man.
7: Probably the highlight of his career, I'd say.
6: Yeah, <laughs> no, John yeah, Norris is this. a legend.
7: <laughs> he was huge. No, yeah, I know, That's a, that was the joke. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, it's like literally interviewed like every major figure in late 20th century music. <laughs> <laughs> Besides interviewing Prince, the time you did a show with the Fraudsters on 7, <laughs> <that was> probably...
6: <laughs> before they were even the Fraudsters.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All
5: right, so we got this another clip again. This is from the um, the trip in 1997 to Haiti.
3: Yeah, you have people in refugee camps, you know, just by us calling ourselves refugees, you know, gave people such incentive, you know yeah. what I mean? It's such inspiration. You know, uh-huh. we've always sort of tried to, you know, speak out for the other half, uh-huh. you know, the half that wasn't really represented. And um, it just, to me, it clarifies the mission. It just makes our incentive stronger. I just want to, you know, just get people to recognize that we all can. Can have something, you know what I mean? It's not like we, you know, the haves have to hoard it, and the have-nots can't. There's room for everybody.
2: i are
7: gonna transfer. Yeah. yeah. You know what a good, you know what a good way to uh, make sure that the have-nots get something is to pay your taxes. <laughs> That's actually especially when you make it way.
6: rich. When you hit yeah. it rich, yeah. The way to do it is to pay your taxes, 100. <laughs> percent.
7: All those social welfare programs that countries that like Haiti don't have—they're funded through rich people's uh, tax dollars. So. Maybe we should show Lauren Hill a clip of Lauren Hill.
8: <laughs>
7: I'm sure she would really hate that.
5: <laughs> I wonder if she'll listen to the show.
6: No, Maybe.
5: bad vibes. Maybe.
7: Bad vibes. Yeah, we have bad vibes.
6: Lauren, we have to
7: sage. She doesn't strike me as someone who's going to place herself in uh, any, you know, like scrutiny where, where there's criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go to the next one.
6: Yeah. It says, "Fuji's, we love you because you do the right thing oh, on a little Jesus.
5: sign when they're coming
6: uh, oh,
7: it's, in. Yeah. Oh, God, it's heartbreaking.
5: Yeah, it's really God. actually super sad. I hey, mean, because they started great. They were, you know, everything was correct.
7: They were doing it right. Yeah.
5: Until they the weren't. W-
7: the Wyclef will never betray us sign is particularly... <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to this next one. And on pros. We we haven't talked much about prize, but let's get into some prize. Prize made sure he he handled
2: the loot, production, production. I knew I couldn't handle money, so I said, yo, deal with that.
8: That's my niche, and, you know, it's like (laughs) a lot of groups either have... Oh, foreshadowing. Like like I said, the success of Fuji has to do with a whole bunch of different elements, you know, and every one plays an important role, you know, so... With, with the Fuji's you have White Clef, like like really the brain behind the music. You know, you got me, the brain behind the, the business, and you got Lauren, she's in between the two, you know? So, but it's like, it keeps it balanced, you know? So it's like our business is being taken care of as well as the music, you know? It's not just, I mean, I've seen a, a lot of groups who sold millions of records and don't have anything to show for it, you know?
3: Prize is a person who, he gets into the whole business thing, you know. He really, if you see, watch him walk down the stairs and the phone will be attached. Wow. He really gets into that. That's his 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 shelter. Um, Clef is is a music person. Phone calls um, to Thailand. If he could live in <laughs> the he would do that. We'll get there. Because that's him. Me, I'm in the middle of those two worlds, you know. But at the same time, I think I, I find shelter in the things that I like to do for like the community. Like I wanna um, open up a youth center That's like the bomb place. It's like almost as fun as a club, you know, any club or or any.
5: By the way, wait, pause it there. Opening up a youth center. That's a great tax write-off. Okay. That's a charitable
6: Charitable (laughs) project. Little did she know at the time. Yeah.
7: And it would have been huge if she would opened a youth center in like, is she talking like 1996 Essex County? Like if she opened up a youth center in like Newark, it would have made like a huge social impact. Or like East Orange or Irvington or something like that. It could have been, been huge.
6: She could have gone on to just be a philanthropist. Like, why did she have to go this strange route of tax evasion and, and vibes?
7: I also like herself describing herself as just in between. It's very funny how it's like she's, she's the once in a generation talent in the group. And they're like, yeah, she's just kind of in t- between.
6: Right. Clef
7: <laughs> and Cross?
6: Yeah. She is a woman. We don't know what to do with her. <laughs>
7: Like, they can't even say, like, like nobody's even saying, like, and Lauren Hill, like, have you heard this person saying like, it's, like, for them to even try to place her is so funny. It's like, they, they see her as a kid. I, I would have easily said she was the
5: talent. Yes. Like, she was the raw, incredible talent.
6: Well, could it be so. that they were um, intimidated by her and wanted to, like, keep her down a little bit?
7: No, no. They see her as a child. They still see her as that yeah. g- little girl. They, like yeah. their, their their politics of when they met. You know how you you have you ever met somebody to where you treat them the same way as when you met them, even though it's not the same anymore. Yeah.
8: Okay. Yeah.
7: Like, you know, like, I'm trying to think of examples. I from, uh, like, Like, the way Tony treats, like, Christopher and his cousin, yes. Tony Blundetto. He treats yes. them like they're kids. Like, the way, yes. you know, he, yeah. like, bullies them and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the way they treat her. They're like, well, she's just kind of like this person we're bringing up. And it's like, yeah. are you no. paying attention at these live shows? <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> People are crying when she's saying Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And this last one is Lauren talking about how she never got used to feel the feeling of being...
3: A superstar how did you manage to um um get used to the feeling then feeling of um, like being a mega mega superstar you know what i never really adapted being a mega mega superstar mm-hmm. like i was just lauren hill you know what i'm saying and and we got a lot of attention but i it was very important to me that i continued to be just lauren hill mm-hmm. um and i think pretty much i had a You know, I I really appreciate my fans, you know, because I think they always had a level of respect for me. You know, I mean, I could still go to the store and buy some eggs, you know, Mm -hmm. and not have to put on makeup, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I could just be cool and be straight, and people still just, you know, were able to understand and and give me that space and that time. Um, But it's hard, you know. It's hard balancing and juggling. It's hard, you know, being, um, you know... uh, The regular person that you are one day and the next day being under public scrutiny, you Mm -hmm. know, having to live your life, you know, um, you know, in front of a camera. You know, it's not it's not an easy thing, but um, I have a love for the music. And I think that I focus and I concentrate on making music first for the public, for the fans, Mm -hmm. for the audience out there. You know, I mean, it's more it's more for them than it is for me being a superstar. I'm, I'm, I'm more moved by. By the musicianship, you know what I mean, and artistry of, of hip-hop and, and R&B and what I do, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's not really my billboard status. It's, it's how I can create and how I can develop as an artist.
5: You know, this is from an interview a little bit later um, in her career here. I think this is like closer to 2000 maybe. Um, her voice sounds like an octave lower. She sounds a little bit more mature, right? There's a little bit of a difference here. You guys noticing that too? I
6: I also want to believe what she's saying, but it's hard when you're saying, like, oh, I never got used to being a superstar, but please call me Miss Lauren Hill. And
7: And I show up late to every and
6: I show up late to every show. And if it was about the musicianship, I think I think a lot about like the comedian Roy Wood Jr., how he's like about the comedianness of it all. Yeah. Where like he will come to a small show and do it because he wants to do comedy. Whereas like, is Lauren Hill going to like a hole in the wall show just to sing because she cares about the musicianship? Is she going to even a show that they're going to pay her lots of money? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, no. it's she's really like no annoying showing. to watch that. Yeah,
7: she's, yeah, she's like no showing stadiums. Yes. And then it's also like, I want to do music. And it's like, she hasn't released original music in like 20 years.
6: Yeah. So like, what are you yeah. talking
7: about? I mean, eh, yeah, I will say though, her statement is a great tribute to New Jersey because this is one of the only places, like Northern Jersey. Celebrities are just like in Pathmark because this is like yes. where they actually can afford like, and like nobody bothers them. I, you always see like either athletes or like just like job rule.
6: Yeah, I used to see Michael Strahan when I worked yeah. at Starbucks. Uh, uh, Steve Colbert. Yeah. Some people would see Wendy Williams at the supermarket with like, <laughs> yeah. like a pink shopping cart, and it was fine.
7: Yeah, that's the underrated thing about uh, North Jersey people don't talk about. is it. just all the celebrities. It's like it's just like I bumped into like Tretch from Naughty by Nature like seven times.
6: <laughs> he came to the barbecue. <laughs>
7: yeah.
6: <laughs> Incredible.
5: Thanks, everyone, for listening to Fraudsters. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Keep the conversation going and find us on Twitter and Instagram at Fraudsters LPN. Follow me on Twitter at Cena Now and Ariel Lieti at Ariel Lieti. Follow Justin Williams on Instagram at Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. Check out the show notes for the show's social media links so you can follow us and see the resources we used for this episode. Fraudsters is hosted by me, Cena Gaznavi, Justin Williams, and Ariel Lieti. Producer is Jordan Acancia. Production coordinator is Laureen Malik. Editor is Ryan Connor. Our writer is Nick Turner. Our researcher was Emily Fusco and Patrick Fisher. Robert Restigliano is our legal intern. Music by Grant Gordon. Executive producer is me, Sina Gasnovi. This has been a production of Zero Cool and The Last Podcast Network.
1: This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo... And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts.